0: From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek Tower, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everybody. This is your host, Ryan Trimble, joined today by the always fantastic Sean Williams. Sean, good day, sir. What's going on, my friend? How are you, man? It's been quite a week. It's
1: uh, it's it's my grass is growing. It's warm. We've got a little yeah, rain, and it's so like rains in the morning, and it's 106 in the evening. But it's okay today. Today the summer solstice. Today is it's either today or tomorrow. Today or tomorrow, we need to. I think we could probably find that out. I think we could we could, we could uh, look
0: on the interwebs. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. We've got a great show coming for you today. We've had a big week here in uh, the city of Dallas and all
1: around Dallas County. By the way, belated happy Juneteenth, my friend. Well, thank you, Sean. You know, I... I don't know. I I didn't think as much about celebrating Juneteenth as I have in the past. I think I got a little bit too busy, but I did take some time for lunch and go to Two Partners over in South Dallas uh, and had um, just a really good meal to celebrate and think about Juneteenth. But I also want, plan to this weekend, go by the Dallas Historical Society at the Hall of State, which, of course, I am a member of the board, has the only known copy of general order number three, which informed Texans, enslaved Texans, that they had been freed. And, you know, just to think, that is an amazing piece of history uh, that is here in our city and, you know, right down the street. So I'm hoping to make it by and uh, and check that out.
0: Yeah, it, really cool note, and I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I didn't know this was the only known copy of the— this is, again, the proclamation that Granger reads from the balcony down Galveston at Ashton Villa,
1: proclaiming that all— uh, enslaved people are free. Thinking as a young person, we would barbecue on Juneteenth and have celebrations. We'd go out to the park. And now it has become a kind of a national celebration uh, in a school that has Texas roots. Back in 95, I spent a summer selling door-to-door books in Michigan. And I remember that they celebrated Juneteenth back then. And it was interesting to me because it had an Afrocentric flavor people Uh dressed up like in African attire and it was a really Afrocentric flavor so there are different types of celebrations and there was a cool article in the Dallas Morning News that was written by uh, contributor Joyce King and we can post a link to that in the show notes but she talks about some of the different ways people um, in different parts of the country celebrate Juneteenth but it's it's really great to have Texas roots uh, with this holiday and I can remember also people not wanting to celebrate Juneteenth they would say hey it was two years later that uh, people in Texas found this out so that's not a reason to celebrate two years two years later that people found this out but I always say if it was good enough uh, for our forefathers and our ancestors to celebrate this if they found that as a reason to celebrate then I also find as a reason to celebrate so again Kudos to our state for um, you know recognizing yeah. uh, this as a reason to celebrate.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Sean. And I mean, I've always uh, aspired to what happens in Texas matters to the nation. And so, uh, when you have by 1865, you have 250,000 enslaved people that are now
1: freed. I mean, that's a big deal. And so. Everybody should be celebrating. Yep, this. there's a reason to celebrate. And so, um, you know, next year I'll try to rem- try to remember to do a little bit more celebrating. Uh, than I got caught up, but well, i you can that invite me next year. Next year, I will will plan to uh, get you in on a little bit of uh, Juneteenth celebration. We'll make sure we have yeah. some red soda water and uh, <laughs> have a good time. It sounds like a plan.
0: Well. Uh, speaking of other goings on here in Dallas and in Texas, um, as as most people across the country and probably across the world know, we've got, we've had a uh, significant situation going on down at the border, uh, down at Brownsville, and the issue has popped up here in, in locally in Dallas. Uh, we're speaking, of course, of the immigrant uh, children and the zero tolerance Trump administration policy that was reversed yesterday by executive order but prior to yesterday uh there was a lot of action it was it was interesting to watch our our local county judge uh judge clay jenkins and and if you haven't followed him on twitter you should he's at judge clay j but he was on this and and i know
1: he on early i mean he he, as he has been when you know, even in previous years when there have been upticks in instances and needs to address, especially children as it relates to, to immigrant situations, then Judge Jenkins has been very quick to, to jump in. Uh, yeah, this similar situation
0: in 2014, he was active in, uh, you know, getting the, the nonprofit community, the, re- the religious community here in Dallas County prepared and ready to act and, and host, uh, you know, undocumented immigrants and and. Uh, immigrant children uh, here in Dallas County. So get this, Sean. even on Father's Day morning, hes he tweets, Happy Hashtag Father's Day to all. Breakfast in bed, game of cards, and even a a new shirt, barbecuing with the family. The only thing that would make today better is for at HHSGov and at DHSGov to accept our offer to provide housing and compassionate care for unaccompanied and separated children in Dallas County, Texas. So, uh, Judge, you were on it, and and if you haven't had a chance, go back and look at his Twitter feed. He was was on fire, and uh, so...
1: And, And I think in the last few And in this week, particularly, we've seen a more bipartisan response to the policy and a more bipartisan response on how this should be addressed, which I think kind of led to what we saw yesterday. Uh,
0: That's right. And and broader in Texas, like you said, bipartisan, the Speaker of the Texas House, one of my favorite people and and, uh, consider the Speaker a friend, but he went on uh, MSNBC's Hardball with Chris Matthews yesterday. And uh, here's what he had to say about the situation. Now, there's no doubt it was a a cruel and horrifying policy, and it didn't work. The good news is, in all of this, that the American people rose up and expressed themselves. Um, Laura Bush was clear and eloquent. All of the former first ladies and the, and the current first lady, business leaders, faith leaders, and millions of Americans spoke up. So the system really did work today, or this week. And yeah. uh, that's, a, that's a good lesson, I hope.
1: I think those were strong words by the speaker. It was good to see um, former First Lady Laura Bush and the commentary that she released. So, again, I think that we are seeing that this is an, an issue where people are united. And, you know, we still, I'm sure, have weeks and months to try to figure out how to make this right.
0: That's right, and hopefully we have some more folks speak out. I know, um, I, I know locally, uh, state rep Morgan Meyer put out a put out a statement as well on the situation, and so hopefully, uh, you know, this is not a bipart. This is this is a bipartisan effort, and uh, not just a political effort, but this is an American issue, and so we've got to uh, figure out a way to. Uh, manage this situation and hopefully help our neighbors and neighboring countries and, and stabilize their country so that we don't have to have this situation, Sean.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, um, Ryan, we need to get into our uh, interview that we had this week. And we went downtown to talk to the vice president of external and legislative affairs with AT&T, Angela Ross. And they are in the midst of a huge campus redevelopment that we'll talk to Angela about, but even their building currently, we had a chance to visit a number of floors downtown where they have a lot of cool things going on. They've already got a really great headquarters downtown. Uh, yeah, I didn't
0: think I was going to be able to pull you away from the social media tracking board. Uh, you know, huge screen, and Sean was like, uh, bug, uh, looking at bugs. Out. I mean, I, was, I, I literally had to hold on to yes, you. I, to pull I mean, you away.
1: I, I, I was kind of lost in all the information. <laughs> they had huge screens that talked about every time at and and some of their competitors were mentioned in some Social media they had some of their um, corporate clients that are mentioned and all of the headlines was there right in one space and it was really a cool layout because they had tables where it looked like people just came down and chose to use that as their workspace they had a coffee and tea station they had um, a huge wall where they had even the college world series on for right. those who wanted to watch right. that as they were working so it was great and was good to go on that tour with Angela Ross
0: yeah a, a pretty amazing to to get, you know, into the inner sanctum of, of AT&T's worldwide headquarters. So uh, very cool stuff, Sean. Let's get into that right after this quick break. Deconstructing Dallas, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you shortly.
1: Hey, this is Sean, and I am proud to introduce the newest sponsor of Deconstructing Dallas Haystack Burgers and Barley. Haystack is one of our neighbors here at the Allen Media Worldwide headquarters and their burgers are delicious. They're big, they're tasty. I promise you will thank me when you try one for yourself. Haystack is known for having one of the best burgers in town. Just ask D Magazine, the Dallas Morning News, Eater Dallas, and Thrillist. We have a lot of our team meetings here at Haystack and of course we like the Haystack burger, especially with the hand cut fries. The Haystack salad is also popular in our office. Some of our folks like theirs with the chicken. They also have a veggie patty. I like to ask them to just throw my burger patty right on top of the salad. So join us at Haystack Burgers and Barley here in Dallas at 3838 Oakline Avenue or at their Richardson location. For more information, check out haystackburgers.com. Welcome back. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are downtown Dallas today, and we are visiting with one of our good friends and also one of our great corporate citizens here in Dallas. We are going to have the opportunity to spend some time with Angela Ross, who is the vice president of external and legislative affairs at AT AT&T. Angela, welcome to Deconstructing Dallas.
2: Thank you, Sean and Ryan. Happy to be here.
1: This is a beautiful view. I mean, this is a great space that you guys have You know,
0: we, Sean, we usually broadcast from high atop to Turtle Creek Tower, the, the worldwide headquarters of Allen Media uh, Studios. But we are definitely high atop AT&T's uh, uh, corporate headquarters here, and it is a really cool view rivals
1: the Allen the Media Studios. Yeah,
0: I mean, studios.
1: yeah, we're looking out and looking at all the wonderful buildings here in one of the most celebrated downtown skylines in America. Speaking of which, like, you guys now have a whole new lighting experience on the building. AT&T's kind of gotten in the game of the building light-up experience.
2: We are thrilled to participate in the lighting-up experience of downtown. <laughs> we launched our lighting on December 21st and had several of our partners from the city to join us to unveil it. So it's exciting, we've participated with lots of different um, recognitions over the last several months here and we look forward to doing more.
0: Angela, I got to know you first when I was uh, working with uh, Representative Dan Branch during my time with, the, with Chairman Branch, and I've always known you as one of the hardest workers around town. You're at every event, every civic event, there you are front and center, so t- tell us what you've been up to lately.
2: Well, I have had the pleasure of representing AT&T over at City Hall and working with lots of friends and partners over there. Good luck to you, by the way. Oh, by the way, that's (laughs) heartfelt (laughs) coming from you, Sean. Thanks. (laughs) But we've worked um, on our AT&T Discovery District, and there's been nothing like it that I've worked on at AT AT&T. Who gets a chance to help to make come to fruition a new campus, a new global corporate headquarters that's an urban tech destination that we want to share with the public. So.
1: You know, it, It's been really cool looking at news reports of what AT&T is planning and even looking as that has been discussed with the council. But as you and I have talked some, you've shared some of the I guess I'd say inside information. But as I looked, I, I had no idea that AT&T is the largest company in America that is headquartered in the downtown area. So I'm sure that presented some challenges. Number one, as you all were looking at other opportunities, but, but we're glad that you all decided to stay downtown.
2: Well, so are we. Our chairman um, is, is ecstatic about being downtown, and we looked at several different sites, um, gosh, Back in 2016 and all of them were within the city limits of Dallas except one, but we chose to stay downtown Dallas because we think it just has lots of opportunity for the city, for us, for our workers, for our neighbors. And so we are excited to get to transform this campus and make it a destination and invite the public in.
0: Yeah, excited would be one way to describe a one hundred million dollar investment in this uh, new entertainment, uh, you know, campus transformation entertainment district. I mean, that's that's commitment right there, and. I mean, you know, hats off to you all for, for you know, doubling down, tripling down. I don't know. It, it, this is a big investment in the city of Dallas, so
2: we think it's a pretty big deal. And when we <laughs> moved here about a decade ago, it was June 2008 when we announced that we would be moving our headquarters to downtown Dallas, mm-hmm. and we looked for ways to integrate into the community. We did the naming rights, obviously, over at AT&T Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. Fast forward several years later, um, for North Texas, we gave the naming rights um, over at the Cowboy Stadium, now AT&T Stadium. So this made sense for us to do as the well. The
0: AT&T Cotton Bowl. I mean, oh, you absolutely. all... absolutely. The globe is everywhere.
2: We like our branding to be everywhere. We um, value our customers and want to give back to our communities in many ways, and this is another way that we're hoping to One do that. One of your that.
0: trucks was in my backyard a few weeks ago,
1: so you all literally are everywhere in the city of Dallas. But I think it, it's easy for us here in Dallas to think of AT&T because it does have such a local feel. It feels like just a local partner. We know you, you are kind of our face to AT&T, but you are a global company all over the world you are selling uh, you, you know uh, obviously with this merger that is upon us you're gonna be an even bigger part of the global community but it's, it's, it's great having a global brand like AT&T here and I'm not sure that we always as a local community really because you guys do such a good job of making it feel local that we always value what that means
2: thank you Sean we want to feel local so that's a huge compliment we are in lots of places, but we want to focus on Dallas, in this case, and many of our other communities we want it to feel the same where our customers and vendors get to know us personally.
1: We are chatting with Angela Ross, Vice President of External and Legislative Affairs with AT&T. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I would like to break down what the expansion is going to look like, uh, what it's going to mean for downtown and how it fits into some of the other priorities the city has. So uh, we are going to take a quick break. This is Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be back right after this.
0: Hey everyone, it's your pal Ryan here. What if I told you that you could spend six weekends this fall at the most family-friendly venue in town for just 99 bucks? That's right, for just $99, you too can be a part of the fun by purchasing your SMU football season tickets. For just 99 bucks, you can see some great action at Ford Stadium, with games against the University of Houston, Navy, and those doggone pesky TCU horn Frogs. The kids are gonna have a blast meeting our mascot, Peruna, and mom and dad are gonna get to enjoy some time on the beautiful SMU campus and watching some great up-and-coming talent on the field. So join the herd, go to smumustangs.com or to call 214-SMU-GAME and ask for your very own $99 season tickets today. Again, that's smumustangs.com or 214-SMU-GAME. We'll see you at the stadium. Pony up. Back deconstructing Dallas Ryan Trimble Sean Williams sitting here at at ts worldwide headquarters with the great Angela Ross Angela thanks again for for uh, joining us today taking some time to to be with us of course. Um, Let's dive a little deeper into what this destination campus remodel is going to be. Before uh, we we got started, when we walked in, you showed us a really cool video, kind of a 360 video uh, interactive, showed showed some of the restaurants, showed the grounds, and then kind of the expanded view. So tell us what this thing is going to look like.
2: Well, I'll start by saying it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> um, Clearly. We, we're, we are um, at the point where we finalized our designs. And okay. we finalized the designs to transform four buildings that are right downtown Dallas. If you think about Commerce, Ackard, Jackson Streets, that's where our campus is. And we are anxious to make it a destination and it's going to be an urban tech campus with restaurants and retail. We're activating the bottom of each of those four buildings with space for retail stores, restaurants. In fact, in our the building that we're in right now, Whitaker Tower, we have contracted with Richard Ellman, who is a local restaurant here, and he is creating a concept for us called hawthorne and it's going to be opening in december so that will be the first of several other restaurants that we'll be unveiling over the next several months
0: very cool and and sean our technical expert on the show is going to post this video into the podcast into this episode notes so our listeners will be able to see it but that is really cool i mean I'm excited to see this place when it's finished or or whenever I can come down and grab a bite to eat with you, Angela. Sure. I I saw this double-decker restaurant shopping experience, some interactive art, so there are some really cool features.
2: Yes, and one of the things that I'd like to point out, because we are conscious of being sustainable and environmentally friendly, we will have 3,500 square feet of green space with water features, on-site recycling, um, smart irrigation, those sorts of things. So we're trying to be very deliberate about how we renovate inside and outside for Mm -hmm. our campus.
0: And just so everybody knows, I mean, you have 5,800 people that work here on a daily basis and, and thousands more that come through here. This isn't just for AT&T employees, right? This this destination campus expansion.
2: Ryan, I'm so glad you picked up on that. We will have a liquid garden just for you <laughs> to come on in and, and relax and have an adult beverage oh, with thank us you after for hours. Yeah. Yes, but seriously we'd like to invite the public in. This is for our workers at AT&T, but it's also for our neighbors and friends who've been very instrumental and supportive of us getting to this point we know that this is their community and we want them to come in we want tourists to come in when they come to dallas again a destination
1: and i've seen you know the on the renderings there have been there's a large like television screen where you can come and on the renderings there are games on I've also been an advocate as you know of during the AT&T Byron Nelson time having the tournament on so you can come down and if you can't make it out to Trinity Forest which hopefully everybody can but if you cannot we can come down to the AT&T Discovery District and watch the watch the golf out there
2: well we that's one I'm, of I'm like elements. giving you a
1: new job yes, kind of like are. planning <laughs> a new event
2: well that one sounds fun too Sean so So, we are planning a video board at the corner of what we know today to be Ackerd and Jackson Street. And by the way, this probably is a good point to mention that there are two streets that currently dissect our campus. And we worked with the city, Downtown Dallas, Inc., DART, and several of the other local businesses to... Make some changes so that our, our campus is more pedestrian friendly, more walkable, bikeable, consistent with the 360 or the downtown Dallas 360 plan, enabling a more pedestrian friendly environment downtown. So um, we have to give hats off to them and the city for helping us to st- close those streets so that that video board can be viewed in the outdoor event space that we'll have.
1: I mean, you're planning to have concerts and just any number of... I mean, I'm not the singer. I will probably just come out and partake, but I mean, if we did want to do karaoke, I don't know. I mean, we could do a, a trio. I'm not sure. I'm just saying We're there are not. a lot of options.
2: You're <laughs> an ideas group,
1: There Sean. are a lot of options that AT&T is putting out there for entertainment.
2: And we are exploring options. Yes, right. Sean's right. band.
1: I don't don't know. I haven't quite hit that part of my midlife crisis yet, but you never know.
2: Let's talk. Let's talk offline.
1: (laughs) Angela Ross, AT&T, talking with us. And, you know, another interesting feature that you mentioned as you're talking about the streets that dissect the campus is that you'll really be able to create a front door now there's really sometimes like where do you go in where's the best place to enter but based on this will be very distinct
2: yes so if i could take a moment to talk about that sean's describing commerce street um, we are trying to really slow down traffic on Commerce mm-hmm. Street again to create this pedestrian friendly environment. So one of the components of the streets closures amendment was to take a lane out of Commerce Street. It's the southernmost lane and it's a bus lane right now but what we intend to do is the well actually you guys probably experienced it coming over here all the construction we're taking a lane out (laughs) yes glad you made it here safely (laughs) um we are widening that sidewalk and also creating a front door drop off with a canopy so that our 200 or so guests that come in every day have a safe place to get dropped off it's a cut in Mm -hmm. and um we now will have a front door that has been missing for some time now and the other thing i'll say is that construction that's going on right now is between field street and browder street and if you again imagine the restaurant that's going to be there it'll have some outdoor dining so that widened expanded sidewalk will accommodate that
0: yeah this is not simply a pocket park that we're doing just as a throwaway i mean this is a significant Uh, you know, re-envisioning of the space down here. And it's inspired um, other uh, regional chamber type groups, executives to uh, take a look at what y'all are doing and maybe take that back to their cities. I know y'all spoke with some of these folks recently. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure. Um, That was back in the fourth quarter. We worked with the Dallas Regional Chamber and met at downtown Dallas Inc. and talked with people who are in government relations with their chamber, their respective chambers, to talk about this project but the whole goal is if they encounter projects that are similar where they're working with multiple partners downtown in their communities. We just shared the roadmap that we used in order to be successful with the City of Dallas and our partners so um, magic. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And we learned a lot from them as well. Yeah,
1: no, that's great. Well, Angela, I want to take a a personal moment um, to talk about a friend of ours who is doing some great things here at AT AT&T, and that's Corey Anthony who is uh, vice president for HR, also um, in charge of diversity for AT&T. And again, someone you've worked with, I went to, to school to a and with Corey, and I turn on, you know, award shows, and there's Corey presenting at the a and game. He's receiving the football on behalf of AT&T. So, I mean, I, I just for a second, love to hear your thoughts on kind of the work Corey's doing as well as AT&T and as, it, as it relates to diversity in HR.
2: Well, thanks. I'm glad you brought Corey up. He is a wonderful advocate for our company. He's actually the chief diversity officer and represents us so well in so many avenues. Corey um, and I have worked together for years in many different parts of this business and operations, but diversity has been a pillar in everything that we've done, and he just integrates it so well. In fact, with this AT&T Discovery District project, 21.5% of our supplier spend will be with diverse suppliers, so women veterans. Um, African-American, Hispanic, Asian, Indian businesses. And so our whole team is all in to make sure that we are spreading the wealth with the work that we're doing from the construction phase to the um, entrepreneurs who potentially will be having a presence in our food halls, et cetera.
0: Very cool. Well, Angela, if if uh, our listeners wanted to find out more about the project or you, where could they go? With Twitter handle online, give us give us a give us a roadmap to find this place.
2: So we are creating a website okay. um, within AT and T that will be available to the public. Um, I don't have the URL right handy right now but i can get that to you and yeah. we can post it we'll pop in the we're creating notes. a microsite and cool. i think it's a little premature for me to put it out there <laughs> okay it's in development
1: <laughs> so coming soon well when we come back and do our show from hawthorne uh during the holiday season yeah you know, we can you know make sure that we promote that at that time
2: well it'll be ready shortly i just think <laughs> it's i'm not sure it's the final touches are on it yet
1: under construction yes well, we appreciate you having us again. What a wonderful view. What a wonderful building. Um, and we love the opportunity to work with you and the many chances that we get to um, out in the community. So please make sure that um, you continue to uh, do the wonderful job that you're doing because it helps us as a city. And we just appreciate you know all the work that you do.
2: Well, I have had the pleasure of working with both of you and ex- am excited about what you're doing to publicize what's happening in dallas so thanks to each of you and everybody welcome into at&t discovery district we look forward to seeing you here
0: deconstructing dallas we'll be back after the short break Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, big thanks again to Angela Ross with AT&T. She is such
1: a neat person. Really, have always enjoyed working with her. Yeah, and she is great. She's got great energy, really smooth. I mean, just she knows her stuff. And like you said, right. I mean, she is everywhere, she knows everyone, and AT&T is very fortunate to have her. Uh, that's right. That's right. So thank you again, Angela,
0: for uh, showing us around your worldwide headquarters today. Some cool stuff going on. I can't wait to get down and, and uh, test out some of the uh, some of the food offerings and and go to the Liquid Lounge with her and just. I, I think you have an open out. invitation
1: to the <laughs> Liquid Lounge. Yeah. Well,
0: we'll see how long that invitation lasts.
1: Um, say, so this weekend you have a birthday coming Never up sure. uh, Ryan well, Trimble. So make sure to shout Ryan out on Twitter <laughs> this weekend. Uh, happy birthday wishes. You. What's going on for the weekend?
0: Uh, we are uh, we are taking my mother-in-law and kiddo down to the hill country. It's our annual uh, trek down to the hill country. Um, Mrs. Trimble has done this for years and years so we are excited and uh, it'll be it'll be a nice time and I know my father-in-law is gonna enjoy some some quiet time probably playing a couple of rounds of golf uh, without without anybody around so it'll be a nice weekend for everybody thanks for uh, remembering Sean absolutely
1: man so um, I will um, make sure to buy the first round next time you're out <laughs> in Thank celebration you. and uh, you guys have a great time this weekend uh, I am Just hopefully going to have a quiet weekend of nothing in my brain. That's the way it's going to work out, but it never seems to happen that way.
0: Well, hopefully uh, we see... Because uh, I can't end a show without an SMU note, Sean. Hopefully, we see Shake Milton get drafted in the NBA
1: draft tonight. We'll have to um, definitely talk about that next week. Uh, we've got a couple of great guests. We're gonna. Our, our goal is to. I don't want to oversell, but our goal is to have two shows next week posted. I love it. Which would be a record for us. And it would be a record. We are going to be speaking with Effie Dennison from the Texas Capital Bank and. And we will be speaking with Bene Hammond, who is the mayor's chief of community.
0: That's right, and then keep an eye out in the not-too-distant future, we're going to have Lindsey Graham, the host of American History Tellers, on the show, Sean. That is really exciting. Uh, yeah, the Wondery, the Wondery podcast, American History Tellers, the uh, number one podcast in America for a little while there at the beginning of the year. And so... We'd
1: uh, encourage everyone to check out American History Tellers on your podcast platform of choice, uh, note, specifically noting the the episode, on the, or the sixth episode so was on the Jackson era. Yeah, the
0: Jackson era. It's pretty amazing stuff, really deep, and, uh, and jump right in. Well, we want
1: to thank everyone, as usual, for checking in with us. Uh, this is an Allen Media production Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We want to thank mary woodleaf we want to thank jennifer Pascoe. we want to ask you to please go to your podcasting platform of choice apple itunes apple podcast soundcloud stitcher leave us a review like our podcast subscribe we need it we want to thank our sponsors we are looking forward to um, next week we have a couple of great shows that we're planning to post this is deconstructing dallas adios (music) We'll oh, oh,